I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Matter, kid, don't you like clowns? And when Herman Munster puts his head to something, Herman Munster puts his head to it. Unless, of course, it's well done. How much energy does this have in it? All caffeine. Yeah, it probably has like 13 different kinds of energy in All it. the energy? You need a lot of energy yeah. to play games. Yeah. It's a very high impact sport. You're right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the amount of thumb injuries, bed yeah. source. Yeah, oh, definitely the bed source. This, this is the bed sore form. <laughs> fights off the bed source. Yeah. You mean because you don't go to bed? You're right. Yeah, I just uh, I just readjust mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. seat a thousand times a day. Oh, yeah. So, um, so this episode will be coming out. I'm recording, by the way. Oh, good. good. <laughs> so this episode will be coming out Halloween Day. Oh, how appropriate. I know, right? I planned it that way. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> cosmically, you mean. Yeah, you yeah, mean. yeah. Most definitely. But uh, recording now, we're halfway through the month. Mm-hmm. How's it been so far? Pretty good. I'm a couple movies behind uh, because I had a busy weekend. Ah. Uh, And then I was supposed to catch up at the drive-in, but I woke up and threw up and then slept all day. Oh. uh, Because I was violently sick. Yeah, I guess. Thanks to uh, uh, mutual friend Ryan. Oh. Who got me sick. Um, What'd he do? Just cough in your mouth? Yeah, he he came up to kiss me like he usually does. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, And he used tongue this time? Too much tongue, you know. Yeah, I feel you. And uh, So did you not go to the drive-in at all? No, I was Ah, was so sick. I I couldn't get up. That's a bummer, man. And then my mom caught it. Oh, so the whole house just fucked. I ended up going, but like, I didn't, I didn't text you or anything because I was showing up late. Like, I was showing a movie into it both nights. I was intending to show up a movie into it because I was pushing it like to the last second. Yeah, I was like, like, I gotta call it. Yeah, I was like, there's no way. (laughs) I was when I was thinking about it, I was like, I could drive like out there, but by the time I got there, I would probably be so exhausted, I'd just sleep in my car. Right, while the movie's playing in the background. Yeah. Yeah, that that weekend was a crazy weekend because mm-hmm. I had I had drive-in, a pop-up event in Irvington, drive-in, and a wedding. Oh God, yeah, you're a busy man <laughs> in three days. That's <laughs> in a three-day span. That's a bit absurd. But All of it you're was a great. busy man. Though. All of it was great though. I uh, I managed to pull myself together and go see uh, a band. That I wanted yeah, to see that. Yeah, weekend. I saw so, uh, at um, at the Healer. Healer, yeah, Healer. yeah, which is a um, weird venue. Yeah, it's. A, have you ever been there? No, but I know the my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like the co-founder of it. Really? Uh, that's very neat. Colin. Oh, really? Yeah, it's very neat. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a, probably the coolest venue around in terms of small venues. Yeah, just because it's it's also like an art installation on the the internet. like art director for it. I'm forgetting his name right now. I'm blanking on it. My first solo quote-unquote show was a co-headliner with him really yeah small world yeah <laughs> i don't know i just I, I just meet people fucking everywhere man i don't know <laughs> uh yeah that, that was kind of a weird thing for me when i got there like when i was looking through the lineup and uh was that your first time there yeah yeah oh, okay. I, was, I was scanning through the the members of the bands i knew several people in the bands and just didn't realize it no and weird. that that's happening Tonight as well, we're we're going to another <laughs> concert. Oh, tonight! Hell yeah, um, to go see a bunch of hardcore bands, and I know a couple of the people. Oh, from, nice! Like school, yeah, yeah, school and stuff. Very surprising. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that is kind of because I I don't want to 
I don't really want to see anybody that I know anywhere I go, but yeah. you kind of stand out a little bit. It's kind of hard for you to hide. You know, it's been a more prevalent curse recently. <laughs> um, sure. I feel like every time I go somewhere now, I hear, hey, Chase. I'm like, yeah. damn it. And I turn around, it's like someone I haven't seen in honestly nearly 20 years. Yeah. And they remember me because I'm right. I'm unforgettable, baby. Now well, I'm cold. Uh, God damn <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about Nat King Cole, more like Nat King, you don't have a whole arm. <laughs> <laughs> Nat King, I'm not whole. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Quite. Mentally and physically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got a shard of missing of both. Yeah, you're a double threat. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is the end of our journey. It is. With Robert uh, Zombie. Oh. The notorious Robbie Z. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and let's be real okay yeah. we've all said some things we can't take back yeah it's, it's <laughs> we might have burnt some bridges i'm not saying just us i think rob zombie has said some things you he can't think? take back either all right we're all guilty parties we are at this table we but we have no need to apologize no the deed is done you can't you can't come back from that so we're just gonna settle down and we're gonna move on to three films that are very well loved and respected <laughs> <laughs> Within their own Hallmark franchises. <laughs> this one's going to be an easy topic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because um, today, well, you're listening to this and it's, it's fucking Halloween. And it'd be criminal not to involve or invite our good friend, uh, Mr. Michael Myers. So this month, we've dug through the ditches, we burned through the witches, but tonight, we will slam in the back of the Dracula as Woo! we talk about <laughs> Rob Zombie's Halloween, Halloween 2, and the Monsters. I'm, my, my body is ready. My body was ready last week, but oh, we yeah. had a miscommunication, and I thought we were recording that day, so I woke up at 8am and watched two movies back to back. And then I was like, I don't think he's coming over. So then I just kept watching movies, and I managed to watch eight movies in one day. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I wasn't sure if we were recording that day either. Uh, and then I was also holding off until the very last second, so I didn't have to buy Halloween 1, 2, or The Monsters. Fair. And then uh, I found them all on different streaming services yeah. with different like trials. Oh. So now, after today's episode... You can get rid of all those my trials. My job is to go cancel three different trials. Right. But anyway, sorry for the no, miscommunication. you're good. <laughs> I knocked out so many fucking movies that day. My, so, like, I'm not up to date on my daily... Well, actually, no, I think I am. I'm, a, I'm ahead, actually, on my daily watch list. I'm at uh, the 18th mm-hmm. on the daily watch. Overall, I've watched 36 movies so far in 15 days. I was talking to someone at work the other day, and they're like, uh, how's Brian's Halloween list going? And I was like, I think he's at, like, 30, 32. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so even if I don't get through the official list, I hit the 31. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm past so. 31. We're in stretch goal territory now. <laughs> stretch goal? What's yes. your stretch goal? Uh, last year I did 50. Oh, God. The dude. goal is to hit 50 or above. I think you need to double it. I think you need to go for 62 this year. Yeah, ideally it would be fun if I just every year just increased it by 5 or 10. So go for 69. I think it's only nice. fair. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> So I'm going to be living in a van in two weeks. Or in a week. I have a portable DVD player. I got a phone. What, do you, what the fuck are you talking about? Right? Support <laughs> physical media. I mean, you're not wrong, but I... 
You know, you haven't supported it enough. No, I just don't have as many DVDs anymore. It wouldn't Blu-rays wouldn't play on that thing. It's not my fault you're behind on the time. You could engineer it. <laughs> you could pull some wires. You right. Know? I've been pulling wires all day, brother. <laughs> so halloween's specifically the rob zombies specifically the first one is what we're starting with i've talked about it a lot over the years to like fans of the series it kind of comes up when you're at horror conventions because i have a halloween print and then we'll be like well what do you think about those new ones what do you think about that rob zombie one they're very polarizing oh absolutely it is kind of fucked to think that Rob Zombie's Halloween is probably a lot of people's first Halloween. Yeah, yeah, because... You mean, ever think about that shit? Yeah, if <laughs> if my family hadn't have been into Halloween, the movies, yeah. I that would have been my first. I was like 10 or 11 when Halloween yeah. came out. Yeah, so. which was the age I saw Carpenter's Halloween. Really? It was like 10. I think I probably saw it around seven or eight, but I think my first Halloween, ironically, was uh, either Halloween 2 or H2O. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I saw H2O a lot when I was a kid, but they played it all, all the time on sci-fi. Sci-fi theaters, I think. Man. But, yeah. Skipped Resurrection. That's not a real movie. That's I, also I still the don't thing. think I've ever seen Resurrection. It's not a real movie. You can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> that is the problem I do have, though, because I, I was looking at, like, people talking about it on, on Reddit and shit. Right. Of, like, someone said, thank goodness for... Uh, for Halloween Ends or Halloween Kills, both really, because now Rob Zombie's Halloween Two isn't the worst in the series, and I'm like, did you, did you see Resurrection? Yeah. Did you see Halloween Five? I, Halloween Five is god awful. I saw Halloween Five a single time. That's and, the only amount of times you need to see it. And every time it's it's on at work, I turn it off. He, Loomis catches Michael Myers with a fucking Scooby Doo net in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, I, sh- I tried shooting him. I tried blowing him up. Scooby-Doo net. Yeah, that's, time. that's the one thing. They yeah. never tried. Fucking stupid, man. That's a dumb fucking movie. <laughs> the I'm just, look, I'm off script here. I'm just saying the people yeah. who are talking shit about Halloween ends, which is fine. It's not good. It's not bad. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I'm a dang-ass freak. You know this. Uh, you are. <laughs> You're freaky in the sheets, yeah. The people who are talking shit have not seen Halloween 5. No, probably not. I mean, there's there's several not good Halloween movies. On the whole, Most majority of, series, of it yeah. is not very good. Like, the first one, obviously. <clears throat> Great. Second Third, one. Passable. I'm, I don't have a Sometimes problem. I'm a fan. Most yeah. of the time I'm not a fan. Yeah, it's. I think it's kind of boring. I think the whole sister angle is fucking stupid. Yeah, I um, agree. Halloween 3, second best in the series. I, I'm hard-pressed to agree, and I think by process of elimination, for me, it gets there. Yeah. It, like, yeah. it's a great movie. It's made really well. Yeah. It's not my favorite in the series. I know you're a freak for Halloween oh, God, 3. I'm a fucking freak for it. Wow, um, this candle's getting cool over here. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, you're getting spooky in here. Yeah. Yeah, by process of elimination, that just goes to show you how many like really it's good like talking about star wars there's yeah, oh, yeah. really only like two maybe three good star wars films yeah <laughs> yeah and the rest are just cannon fodder yeah yeah i guess that works yeah yeah <laughs> gungan fodder I right gungan fodder <laughs> <laughs> you said big doo-doo now <laughs> you can't go in there that's the devil's house oh no tommy boogeyman's gonna get me this summer is the boogeyman real? The legend you thought you knew. I'm gonna cut that mask right off your face. Has been reborn. 
more terrifying than you could ever imagine. Death has come to your little town. Halloween. Rated R. I like to look at Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2 as like sleazy exploitation flicks within the Halloween universe. Yeah. Like the story of Laurie Strode was on like the cover of National Enquirer and somebody was like, we can make a fucking movie about that. Okay. That's, you know, I, I actually had written down uh, when I was watching Halloween 2 that together, I'm going to make a roundabout point. Here. Do it. Do it. They feel like the most true to like Carpenter's vision of it being an anthology series outside of Halloween three, because it's such a weird take on Michael as a character, you know, where he's more, he's got more of a personality, right? Quote unquote. Yeah. No, yeah, he does. Yeah. So I I think in a roundabout way, in a character way, it's the closest thing they're going to get to an anthology until, this most recent one that they made. That was right. sort of right. more in the right, right. Halloween 3. Man. I don't know if that makes any sense or if that computed to you. No, that, that does. That's my that certainly does. thinking on it. Because it's so different. Right. And it, it's else. like you explained it perfectly when you said it was like a like a sleazy movie within the Halloween universe. Yeah. That's yeah. that's an uh, even better. Kind of like how, how within like Tarantino's films, mm-hmm. like he's described Kill Bill as a movie that people in his universe would go see. Okay, yeah. That's how I feel about Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2. I, I think that line of thinking... Is perfect. That, yeah. that describes what I was right. trying to parallel, yeah. So in the first movie, kicking it off here, you get, like, Michael's Origins. It's basically two movies in one. Yeah, and I think one half is better than the other. Yeah. For me, personally. I break it down into, like, a three-act structure, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, first act is all Origins, childhood. Act two is essentially just Carpenter's Halloween. Yeah. And then act three is, like, zombies diverging kind of path yeah so i i broke it down in in here as the axe so act one has its problems right out the fucking gate yeah <laughs> um michael comes from a broken home with no support and an abusive stepfather uh so he lashes out by killing animals and mouthing off at school all leading to him killing his bully out in the woods while wearing a clown mask uh yeah junie from spy kids uh yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes. Couldn't have told you that character's name at all. I know the character's <laughs> name, and I can't tell you the actor's name. So Daryl Sabara. There you go. I, I actually knew that, too. I, I mean, know that part. <laughs> I, what else was he in? He's married to someone. He's married to someone. Megan Trainer. That's weird. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. One, that's weird that you know that. I only know it. I only know it because she made a song uh, about, like, about dominating kids. men or uh, something, and uh, then everyone was like, damn, her husband. I don't know. It was a, it was a big meme on huh. Twitter, so I was I looked into it and I was like, wow, wow the real Twitter, Twitter seems to think that being dominated by a woman is a bad thing. No, I I don't think it is at all. I but it, that sounds wonderful. It caused, <laughs> <laughs> ladies, I am single. Yeah. Uh, it caused me a- to, to aggressively look it up. single. Aggressively single. <laughs> yeah, it was Daryl Sabar. I had to I had to check. Yeah. Um, I told strange, you. Strange strange timeline. I'm a dang ass freak, man. I just know people's names. I don't know. Never seen a single Spy Kids movie in my life. Really? Yeah. They're bad. (laughs) Good God, are they fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a Robert Rodriguez fan. Yeah. Just never saw them. They're for babies. I don't watch babies. They are for babies. I don't watch baby movies. (laughs) Well, I'll watch baby movies. Pee-wee's Big Adventure is not for babies, okay? (laughs) You seem like a big, uh, what's the the YouTube fact? Coco Melon. 
You seem like a big Coco Melon what the guy. the fuck is that? What are you talking Coco, about? Coco, it's like the baby show on YouTube that they stream 24-7. Oh, is that the one that all, like, the ADHD babies are watching? Coco Melon! Yeah, when you're at, When they're, like, at the store and basically just not being parented. <laughs> they're just zombified. Yeah, yeah. I see them a lot at the restaurant. Whole bunch of they lives in there. Pretty... <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Negatives out of the way. The first opening part of this film, the first act, the origin story, it's boringly generic. Yeah. And like the the beauty of Halloween and the character of Michael Myers is the unknown. I fully agree, yeah. So like getting rid of that is just why would I want that? <laughs> yeah, it that whole origin story would work in a different movie because it's not bad per se it's just for the character and for the story it's not that great it does ruin a lot of the mystique of michael Um, yeah that that's been kind of my my whole like thesis with halloween ends Mm -hmm. is if you think michael myers is the most compelling character in this franchise then you're watching the wrong franchise yeah because that guy is supposed to be amorphous and not have any character traits aside from murder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I have a very Halo opinion on it. Yeah. And that's, they made Master Chief in Halo. Yeah. Uh, completely like a blank slate. So you can make what you what you want of the character. Yeah. Granted, and you're once playing he, that character, so you're supposed to project yourself right. on him. And once he takes the helmet off. It ruins the mystique. It ruins everything. Yeah. 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 And uh, it's, it's the exact same with Halloween. Maybe that's the people who are complaining about Halloween ends is that they, they're they Rob Zombie Halloween people. So they have an origin story. Right. Whereas the Carpenters, we don't have an origin story and we don't want an origin story. No. We just want to know that he killed his sister because something snapped. It is funny. That's it. With how many people don't like this movie the the child origin story childhood origin story yeah. has been just pushed into the canon now they fucking anytime, love it yeah anytime someone talks about halloween it always they always mention something yeah. like this people love this sequence they really do as if they've never read a single thing about any serial killer to be like that is the most generic yeah it's <laughs> a to b bullshit yeah, that's it's, ever it's, been it's wikipedia serial killer it is for the, for the first like third of this movie yeah i mean in typical rob zombie fashion the the dialogue is aggressively white trash. Yeah, it's really bad. Like, first more white trash than any film he's ever done. I agree, yeah. It, it's, it hits really hard. The rest of the movie's fairly tame in yeah. terms of, like, Rob Zombieism. Yeah. Now, on to the positives. Yeah. If you watch this sequence on mute, it looks great. It's well it shot. It is. Good yeah. camera movement. Surprising. Not as much handheld bullshit in it. He's a big fan of that handheld stuff. He loves it. And I don't think it works. There were moments when when Michael would come in and like catch part of the movie and he'd be like, yeah, this is fine. And I was like, hey, did you notice that um, almost every single fucking shot that this guy does is through something? Like through a bookcase or like through some, some lights. Yeah. There's something obscuring the screen. Almost every single shot. Yeah. Because yeah, he can't do regular coverage. He can't. He is so bored and annoyed by classic filmmaking yeah. techniques of shot reverse shot that he cannot do it. I was I was thinking the other night after wrapping the monsters uh, yeah. that overall the way he makes movies is the way like if I picked up a camera today, yeah. I would try to make movies because I just don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And that's <laughs> right. Say, that's not to say he doesn't. But like. Your first urge when you make 
like a video or like when I was in film class, like making a project yeah. was to do something that you didn't think other people You want to spice seen, it up a little you know? bit. Yeah. Like I had this, we had to do a project <laughs> that involved people like running through a hall mm. and instead of just filming it, I, I really pushed for everyone's like shoes to move past the camera. Oh yeah. yeah. I thought it was the most genius That's not shit. bad. I, I got fucking roasted in class. Really? Yeah, I, f- I think I failed that project. That's weird. Yeah, I was pissed. <laughs> I mean, you set up an establishing shot of people running, then you do a cut. Yeah, yeah, that's how to it was. shoes moving. That's no, that's the, a good shot. The big thing was one of our background actors, like actors, we yeah, told them to yeah. like I don't know, jokingly push one of our other extras or whatever, mm. one of the actors, and uh, we got roasted, killed for it because uh, it was in a medium shot. You're not supposed to hurt your actors in a medium shot, which was horseshit, by the way. Yeah. As I learned <laughs> later on. And in my head for a good portion of high school, I was like, I can't believe in the Matrix they hurt that guy in the wide shot. <laughs> I hope he's okay. <laughs> yeah, right? Pretty dumb. I remember uh, speaking of like film schools and film study shit, a friend of mine was like taking some film classes and they were learning the auteur theory. Yeah. And one of the professors was like giving examples and he was like, and Tim Burton. And then I was like, Tim Burton's aping his shit from German expressionist filmmakers. He doesn't, he's not an auteur. Yeah. He's American Murnau. <laughs> yeah. 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 A lot of, uh, a lot of Caligari. Uh, the yeah. Curious Cabinet. Exactly. Dr. Caligari. Is yeah. That what it's called? I still haven't seen that, but. It's good. That's what I hear. Into the movie here, sad little Michael is left to go trick-or-treating by himself, and we know it's sad because we get a montage of his stripper mother, played by Sherry Moon, as she dances to Love Hurts by Nazareth. <laughs> and that's how you know it's sad. Yeah, when you describe it, it sounds far more absurd. <laughs> <laughs> that said, that said, he does always pick movie or songs in his movies that I haven't heard in years, and I'm like, they're... So it's fucking song. rocks, dude. And then I listened to it for like a week. <laughs> you been listening to Nazareth? No, no. But I, uh, <laughs> rock On from, oh. uh, what was that in? Was it in Devil's Rejects? Maybe. Rock On by David Essex. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been on repeat. He's like been, every time I get in the car. it. Hey, kid. <laughs> oh, Rock On. Yeah. yeah. That song's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> you, you listen to that at dark, like at night with sunglasses yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not safe. I'm not driving. Oh, okay. I'm stationary. stationary. I take the sunglasses off and yeah, yeah. put my road goggles on. Ah, because your windows are stuck down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. You don't want to get bugs in your eyes. <laughs> so little Michael's life kind of sucks, so he decides to take change, you know? Be the change you want to see in the world. So he tapes his stepdad to a chair and slits his fucking throat. <laughs> <laughs> And this makes me, me, just as happy as Michael, because I, too, don't want to hear any more of this poorly written dialogue from this one-note character, and I'm glad he's dead. I agree. <laughs> it's one of the most satisfying kills in the series. Yeah. Which is a real bummer, because William Forsythe, pretty fucking great. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's he's the standout character in Devil's Rejects. He's fucking amazing in Raising Arizona. Yeah, he is. He kicks ass in Devil's Rejects, and too. here yeah. he is in this. Right. Fucking doing nothing. Yeah, just sitting around. Literally sitting around. Sitting around just... I don't think he... Blah, blah, blah. I don't... He's not in a wheelchair, right? No, he's not. No, he's, he's that, just sitting in he a He literally just never stands up yeah, in he's, I think he's got a broken arm or something. He maybe? does, yeah. That's it. I can't sympathize. Getting disability. Yeah. I I got denied disability. <laughs> they told me I wasn't disabled when I was like 18. Yeah? yeah? And you were like, how do you want me to sign this yeah, paper? 
<laughs> I had no clue where to go from there. Like, right? Well, how do you think about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what? I guess I am handy capable. They're right. I can do anything. I put my mind to. <laughs> now look at you. <laughs> You're right. Drinking your G fuel. Being a sponsored bitch. by one shot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then he goes upstairs kills his sister like you do while wearing a crisp white shape mask uh looking equally as goofy as he does creepy oh yeah good look good look for killer baby michael for for a kid yeah it's it's a little eerie yeah very then we were in smith's grove sanitarium with dr loomis played by the always wonderful malcolm mcdowell Mm -hmm. he and brad dorif are like the two best parts of this film which would not be a surprise if you saw a cast list that had Brad Dwarf and Malcolm McDowell in it. Yeah. You'd be like, this is going to fucking rule. <laughs> they are really good in it. Malcolm McDowell is really good as yeah. well. Yeah. Which Loomis seems like almost an untouchable, unrecastable character. Yeah, but he really sinks into it. He's doing great. It's almost effortless. Yeah. Yeah, like if, if you didn't have any prior knowledge, it would almost seem like he was just in the originals and they just brought him back. Yeah, right. Um, Zombies Loomis leans into the more manic swindler side. Yeah. Especially in part two. Yeah. I think that makes him a lot more unlikable than he was originally. I mean, he's still... Which... He's really compelling, and I think he's one of the most compelling characters in the series overall. Yeah. Once you, like... Like, after you've seen Halloween a few times, and then you kind of latch onto that Loomis character, you're like, that guy's a fucking nutbag. Yeah. He's he's insane. (laughs) What is he talking about? Apparently, um, in the original script, uh, Loomis was supposed to be married. Really? Yeah. And just woman. There was like a scene of him like talking about his wife. wife. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Mrs. Columbo. Yeah. Pleasance, Donald Pleasance was like, he can't be married. Mm -hmm. You have to take that out of the script. He has to be a loner that does not have any attachment to any people. This is his life. I agree. He cannot be happy. He is chasing this his entire life and it's driving him fucking crazy. Yeah. I think it's perfect for his character. And then Loomis, I think, was just getting drunk on wine most of the time, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Or Donald Pleasance was getting drunk on wine most of the time. You know. True story. Really? Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he felt the character. Yeah. Yeah. Danielle Harris told a story, because I watched that four and a half hour fucking making of Halloween. Yeah, you're crazy for that. (laughs) Um, How many versions of it did you watch? Just the the, the unrated. I didn't watch the work print that I have because there's really not much difference Mm -hmm. and it's just different camera shots and Mm -hmm. temp tracks are in it too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But Daniel Harris told a story where she was like, like talking about Donald Pleasance and she was like, yeah, you know, when you're young, you, you know, you, you, I met him, and I did, it wasn't until I was much older that I realized that, oh, that was whiskey on his breath. <laughs> he just didn't smell like bourbon? Yeah. 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 Constantly. Dude. Dude drank. Dude drank a lot. So Loomis is, like, taping and narrating the entire sequence, kind of almost like taking advantage of the situation. But young, young Michael is obsessed with making masks, and uh, janitor Danny Trejo gives him just some wonderful words of encouragement. Mystical janitor Danny Trejo. <laughs> He, yes. He gives beautiful advice to yeah. just the just keep wrong person. Just keep your head up. Poor guy. For real. I mean, <laughs> they build him up to be such a sympathetic character. Yeah. It's almost the equivalent of, like, showing Michael killing a dog. Yeah, he's, like, the nicest character in yeah. both of these movies and maybe... Maybe all series. of Rob Zombie's entire filmography. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By far. Yeah. If we're not including, like, 
like dopey Herman Monster than no, you. I would even count. I would even you would count even... him over. Yeah, he's nicer than dopey Herman Monster. You know what? He probably is because <laughs> <laughs> Herman Monster, once he finds he's talented, <laughs> yeah, you he know, turns into a dickhead. He turns so... into a dickhead. Mystical janitor Danny Trejo never turns into a dickhead. You're right. Even when he's getting drowned to death, he was like, "You don't need to do this, bud." Yeah, he says, "I was good to you." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I looked away and. <sighs> 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 Ah, wipe yeah. the tear away. Yeah, poured one out for the mystical yeah. janitors. Not on my carpet. <laughs> <laughs> Shit'll stain. <laughs> you don't want one shot girl on your carpet? I don't know what that means. It's spelled with a U. That's not. One shot girl. Oh, girl. Girl. I was like, how do you spell shot with a U? <laughs> That's shout. <laughs> one shout girl. <laughs> <laughs> So, slowly, uh, Michael's personality slips away and he just becomes the shape. Mm -hmm. Stabs a nurse. Mom kills herself. All pretty bad times. Uh, Then we get a 15-year jump, which makes Michael around 30 at best. Yeah. 27, 30, right in there. Because he was... He's a beefcake. Yeah, he's huge. (laughs) He's a mountain of a man. Yeah. He's massive. Uh, Really kind of makes you think, like, what you've accomplished in your 20-plus years, you know? You know... I'm not giant, and I'm not massive, and I sure as hell don't have two hands. <laughs> Which is why you haven't made so many masks. Right, right. You know, I'm a little... I'm I'm just behind him, but I'm not 5150. Yeah. I'm not in a mental asylum, That's so I've got to step up somewhere. Yeah, but he's getting three square meals a day, brother. Yeah, three hots and a cot. <laughs> exactly. Cool. What do you got? I got at least one hot. I do have a cot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I got, well, that would just be like me collecting masks. I was going to say I have movies. Yeah. But. No, we got that. Yeah. I mean, if you were to take our I'm not movies, saying I'm doing better either. No, no, no. Don't no. get me wrong. If you were to take our movies and spread them, well, I mean, you already have masks, but if you were to yeah. spread them across the walls, we'd look like madmen. That is true. Yeah, so. Why do you think I'm single? There's a, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm right there with you, brother. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You're kind of trying. <sighs> I said kind of. Yeah, you did. <laughs> There's not even a... I wouldn't even call it a modicum of effort. I'm not sugarcoating <laughs> it in any way. You put in a little effort, which is more than I'm even doing. I'd give it a 2 out of 10 effort. I yeah. would also give it a 2 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, he he does his thing. He escapes. He kills uh, the janitor that we talked about before. Loomis is retired. Turned Michael's story into a book. And if this movie was made 10 years later, it would be a podcast. You're right. Oh, wait, they did that in 2018. You're right. <laughs> Uh, so, oh, right, right, right. At Smith's Grove, uh, Michael saves a woman from being raped by some scumbag workers. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, what was... I don't know. What was up with that? Because Rob Zombie can't not have some woman be beaten and abused in a movie. That's kind of his MO. I'm pretty sure that scene might be cut out of the theatrical. It is. That's what I thought. It is, actually. That's what I thought. Yeah. Because I... I watched the theatrical, oh. and then I had to go and watch the deleted scenes. Oh, gotcha. Because the only version I watched I the find, unrated version. I was going to watch it. Because I'm an adult. You are an adult. And I can take it. I had to sneak into the R- <laughs> rated R movie. Yeah, right. The metaphorical, into my own room. Yeah. You had to backdoor your way into an R-rated, into an unrated film via deleted scenes. Yeah, I did it like old times. I drove to the movie theater. And- <laughs> I bought a ticket for a PG-13 Ooh. movie and drove back to my house. Yeah, and then watched it. Made sure the movie film. was already playing. Which, uh, Paw Patrol? Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, the, Gotta the main character's the name is Chase. They need the money. They do. They <laughs> support independent filmmakers. Exactly. See Paw Patrol. Yeah. I love 
his paper mache pumpkin mask. Yeah, it's really cool. I think it's fucking awesome. I wish I had a version of it. Maybe I will. You I'll it. look into it. it. It fits. You've already got two pumpkins. Yeah, I just got that new pumpkin up there. He's like he's kind of like uh, like over the garden wall, kind of little. I like him. Cheerful pumpkin man. Yeah, I love him. I like that style. Um, so that night he goes to the truck stop and he kills uh, Ken Foray's uh, Joe Grizzly. Big Joe Grizzly. <laughs> yes. Uh, after Joe Grizzly takes a shit and he steals his coveralls. <laughs> That's right. We got a coverall origin story in this film. I don't know what I'd do if I didn't know how he got the coveralls. Yeah, not as good as Part 4's Garage Murder coverall origin story, but it's definitely in the pantheon of coverall origin stories. Oh, you gotta put it up there. I would say it's the third best coverall origin story. What's the first? Well, the first is obviously part one when you when you see the, the rabbit in red mm-hmm. thing, you know, when Loomis is on the phone and he's like, he's coming to your town! Yeah. Which was a, that was a pretty good Loomis, <laughs> That actually. was a really good Loomis, <laughs> just off the cuff. Yeah, and then there's the dead body in the in the leaves right next to him or whatever. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. That's yeah. naked, because that's where he got the coveralls ah, from. Ah, yeah, it's good filmmaking from this from young Jonathan and Carpenter. Comer. Young, well, yeah, young up, up and comer. I guess he was, yeah, pretty young and up and coming. Then, although John Carpenter's one of those guys that has always looked fifty-five, he really has. Yeah, I think it's the smoking. He still looks fifty-five, and he's like eighty. Yeah, he's looking good. He's he looking, looking good looking now. Good. He's looking. Time really is good. catching up to him in the in the looks department. I feel like I could whip his ass at Nintendo Switch. I thought there. you were just gonna end the sentence and whip his ass like you're just throwing I could down beat a gun. The shit out of that old man. <laughs> You put John Carpenter in front of me right now. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. The shit out of him. Me and JC in a cage match. Who you think's gonna win? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I could definitely beat him because he ain't real. You're just fighting there. <laughs> yeah, just in the cage there. alone. Vince McMahon did it. Why couldn't I? Well, he fought a beam of light. Yeah, you're true. You're right. Yeah, I usually am when it comes to wrestling. That's encyclopedic knowledge. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> so now we're in good old Haddonfield on Halloween morning. It's our happy place. Um, and naturally, Rob Zombie can't help leaving his uh, suburbs untainted by his brand of hellbilly bullshit. <laughs> so, Lori says some lewd sexual shit to her mother and fingers a bagel. It's pretty weird. Out of character for her. Very out of character doesn't for doesn't do anything like everybody that. Everybody in, in, involved. Yeah. I feel bad that D. Wallace has to stand there and just watch this. Yeah, that was odd. I feel bad for the DP holding the camera. <laughs> like... It might be the worst scene in the movie. It's, yeah. It's really bad. It is real. I even, I took, I like wrote in here somewhere that I don't like Lori's character because I was taking notes as I watched. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I really did. That just like, it sets a weird tone for her. And I don't know if it's him doing his normal hellbilly stuff or I think so. if he's trying to like step apart from the all in white virginal. This ain't your mom's yeah, Lori Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> this ain't your dad's root beer type this stuff. This one wants to fuck. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a little odd. Yeah. Also, I I love that uh Lori, I forget her name, uh, Scout, Scout Compton? Taylor, Taylor Compton. Compton? Yeah. yeah. Her Wikipedia page specifies in the same breath. breath. Her mother is Mexican. Her father's a mortician. What? I just found that. <laughs> like, under nationality, her father writes mortician. <laughs> <laughs> like, on the census, yeah. race, mortician. <laughs> yeah, other, mortician. <laughs> other. <sighs> That's fucking bizarre. Well, also, what year does this time skip take place? Because I got the impression that the beginning was, like, in 78. No, it wouldn't be. Because the, the only reason I thought of that was because the, the car, there, oh, at yeah. one point a car goes by when yeah. Michael kills his bully. Right. And it's like... No, I think that's just because 
Rob Zombie likes seventies white trash bullshit. Man. Yeah, and even even Junie from Spy Kids was wearing the yeah seventies like, jacket. So for the beginning of this, for a good Michael's portion, wearing a Kiss shirt. Yeah, I was like, this has to be like early eighties, late seventies, mm-hmm. and then the time skip because. But, yeah, but it's only a 15 year time skip. Right. And then a time skip, they have like a modern 2005, 2007 yeah. flip phone. Yeah. So it, so. Was, it would have been like what, 98, 97? Yeah. yeah. Like when I was born? Yeah. Yeah. I We were driving cars like that in 97. Yeah. You were driving old. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, but like society was. The, the 70s. That almost looked like the, uh, the Evil Dead car in passing. Oh, it yeah. It just yeah. drove by really quick. It might have been like a cameo of Annie's car. From the original, but I wasn't paying attention. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So now, now we're into like modern, modern time. Here, Michael comes home, finds his knife, puts on his crackly, rotten mask, looks good. pretty good. And now we're in Act Two, which is essentially the Carpenter film. Yeah. Um, this part, story-wise, I can pretty much skip over because if you've seen Carpenter's film, you've pretty much seen Act Two of this movie. Yeah, and it's—I don't think it's as good, obviously. Oh God, yeah, no! It's, it's most even... most movies aren't as good as Halloween. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> not but... even just Halloween franchise films. Yeah, even even him just trying to sort of adapt that though. I, oh yeah, it just—you can tell how leagues ahead Halloween is of every other movie when you remake that sequence. Yeah, that bit of Halloween. Not good. No. no it's, <laughs> it's really hard to put that movie against anything. Now, that said, though, I like this part, but because I like these characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, aside from the bagel fingering scene, mm-hmm. I enjoy a majority of these characters here. Lori redeems herself through the movie. Yeah. She, she, I was more sympathetic for her at the end of the movie than I was yeah. in that first scene. Because in the first scene, I was like, ah, I want her to die. Done. Done with this Kill woman. Her. Get her out of here. She's not the main character anymore. Annie's my gal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Linda stan myself. (laughs) (laughs) This whole part doesn't really bring anything new to the story, but it does incorporate the Lori is Michael's sister subplot, which I think is rote and boring. I agree. Um, We do get to see Loomis buy a gun. That's pretty exciting, I guess. We get a gun origin story now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, dude. They reveal it too, like an Avenger. Yeah, right. <laughs> the guy, the guy selling him the guns, like, oh, that's a thirty-eight. But if you want to pack a real punch, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he pulls out the forty-five. Yeah, he's like, he's, or three fifty-seven. This fucking Taurus Judge, or <laughs> fucking straddling between your legs. <laughs> uh, Michael kills the Strodes, which I guess didn't happen in the in the original. Yeah, um, and I guess that's kind of where we're like, oh, that was his sister. Like, it's supposed to be a big reveal, but Halloween 2 was made in 1981, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's not a reveal at all. It was already in the canon, in yeah. the canon of everyone. Oh, and uh, Tommy is uh, dressed like Otis from House of a Thousand Corpses, and looks pretty fucking rad. I, yeah, you know what, I didn't even notice that, that's yeah. sick. Yeah. I looked up the actor that plays Tommy, because it's, it's someone, a good kid actor. someone famous now. Oh, don't know their name because I forgot to write it down because oh. I immediately looked up and started taking notes. Sure, sure. But uh, that doesn't help with this conversation. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but but if I vamp, you can figure it out, right? You're right. You're right. Um, I got nothing to vamp about. <laughs> you got nothing to vamp about. <laughs> Does suck to see uh, D. Wallace get offed so quickly. Yeah, no, I um, I really like Dee Wallace. Yeah, she's this. great in everything. I've met her a few times. She's wonderful. Yeah, it's uh, Skylar Gasano. It's this dude. Oh, no shit! That's him, yeah. 
That's why that's why I made a big point to look this up because wow. I take it down. I knew you'd know who it was. Yeah, from Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, yeah. This this fun guy. Yeah, yeah he's, he's in a, Licorice he's in, Pizza. He's a Yeah, yeah, he's in a bunch of shit. Yeah, he's great. He is really good. That is crazy. Cause watching the movie this time around, I was like, Whoever's playing Tommy, that's a good kid right. actor. He's like he feels really natural. Good. Yeah. Turns out he is. Yeah. Turns out he just <laughs> grew up to be a really good actor. That's crazy. Um, so in a much faster and less nuanced succession, Michael bumps off pretty much everybody pretty quickly. Annie is left barely alive. You get more of her in part two. While on patrol with Loomis, Sheriff Brackett, played by a hero of the podcast, Brad Dourif, he's, uh, you know, his, his, his jersey's up in the rafters. He's, <laughs> he's a hero of our time. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a goddamn Hall of Famer. You need to make an electric monster Hall of Fame. Tom Atkins... Bruce Campbell, so far those are my Hall of Famers. But we're building a list. I like that Bruce Campbell's in there. I'm glad. Of course I'm glad. Bruce Campbell's in you there. Know, hey, you never know. <laughs> Some people are wrong. I have actually, you know what, I'll put this out there, because I, I want to do a few more, like, solo episodes. Yeah. I have thought about doing just, like, creator spotlights, yeah. where I just kind of run down an actor's, like, who they are and, like, shit that they've done. You should. If people are into it. I, I'm into that. Maybe I could do that basically write my own wikipedia biography article about about some people and give some recommendations on shit i think you should i think it might be fun makes me feel warm and tingly just talking about it <sighs> yeah it's, that might be a, a problem that you have <laughs> sir so loomis is out on patrol with with uh sheriff bracket once Lori finds a bloody naked annie because it's rob zombie you can't have a woman not bloody and naked of course this whole thing we get a chase that ensues and this is where the film kind of diverges and uh, from the original story. He takes Lori to his old house for a reunion. He tries to, like, through his non-verbal ways, explain that you're my sister, but she doesn't understand she any has of no that clue, shit. Yeah. So indirectly, she she rejects the Myers name, mm-hmm. and he takes that as a sign of, like, well, if you ain't with us, then you're against us. It's a personal Myers slight. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like QAnon. We, we go all as one or some shit, right? Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> something vaguely racist, I'm sure. Most def- with Rob Zombie, possibly <laughs> not intentional. No, no, it's just baked in. It's just baked in <laughs> it's, with uh, his white trashiness. It's systemic, if you will. Exactly. <laughs> not my problem. Get off my land. Not my problem. <laughs> what happens? We fuck around. Loomis shows up, shoots Michael. I shot him three times. He didn't shoot him six this time. I counted. Then puts him in the puts her in the the police cruiser. And then she's like, "Was that the boogeyman?" Then he's like, "Why, well, a matter of fact, that was that was my Mike. That was my Malcolm McDowell." It's pretty which good. I think was pretty good. Too. It is pretty good. You've been workshopping these. <laughs> I haven't really. This is all. This, this is, is all out. Pure talent. <laughs> pure talent. Uncut pure talent. Incredible. Uh, Michael strikes again. The my favorite scene is actually when he's like, as a matter of fact, that was. And then <laughs> and then Michael bursts through the window, and you're like, well, of course that shit was gonna happen. But Malcolm McDowell in his in his pure brilliance, just like not even in a close-up, just off camera, just yells, Holy hell, what the fuck was that? <laughs> uh, which feels natural and is also Malcolm McDowell yelling like in surprise is funny almost every time. It's great. I met him once. Really? Did you make him yell? No, I did not. But I did get really bummed out because most people were getting 
Rob Zombie's Halloween shit signed by him. Yeah. And I was like, like, I'm just like, guys, you're sitting on a fucking gold mine here. This is Malcolm McDowell. You got Clockwork Orange. You got Lindsay Anderson's If. Like, you got great shit here. You're just fucking around with Rob Zombie's Halloween bullshit. He is, in fact, a prolific actor. If you couldn't find something... I'll give you a Caligula. I fucking love that movie. Really? I've never seen Caligula all the way I got on Blu-ray. I would say you could borrow it, but it is basically... It's a hardcore porn film, and you don't want that around in your house. No. No, (laughs) You know, given that your mother is around. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'll wait a few months until I move out. Yeah, then you can borrow my porn. (laughs) And then I'll borrow your porn. (laughs) That's okay, we'll trade. I have a bunch of vintage Playboys you can scan through. I can find that online. Don't worry about it. You keep that. Don't worry about it. You could scan them and send them to me, though. I I'd could. Be done with that. That would be high tech. That would be high tech. Yeah. I'll, you can borrow my scanner. Send the 4K scans of the vintage Playboys yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, where are we at now? Uh, <laughs> we got through a real divergence through the here. window. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, holy hell, what the fuck was that? Right. So then we get a prolonged chase through a house. We're going in the walls. We're going out of the walls. We're going in the fucking ceiling. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be tense, but, like, you just said the final line of the good movie. So in my mind, I'm thinking, time to wrap this shit up. Right. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> um, it feels like it should have ended like a good 10 minutes before it did. Yeah. But unfortunately, we got 15 minutes left. Mm-hmm. So then a uh, tiny little Lori Strode falls through a roof and has <laughs> delivered a spear through a second story window into a fucking backyard <laughs> and survives. Not only survives, wakes up before Michael does. And gets up pretty much uninjured, minus like a limp. Yeah. And then uh, just blah, 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 just shoots him in the fucking face with the goddamn tourist judge the end the end question mark because <laughs> <laughs> there is a sequel yeah thoughts on on halloween one so in my and i guess going into it like yeah going into like it, what was your history and what are your thoughts now i'd seen it several times i uh, unfortunately have too yeah. and i never like it yeah me either i don't <laughs> i don't love it no i like i said in my letterbox review it's like the perfect middle of the road five out of ten for me yeah just because it's there's nothing egregiously wrong with it aside from i don't really like how he adapts the halloween story yeah and And really i'm only in that because like i know these characters and i like them yeah 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 so it's not egregiously bad if it's on i'll probably watch it i won't be sucked into it you know Mm mm-hmm I'm not going to be disappointed. Uh, maybe just mildly Mildly. I'm not going to be like, oh, I wasted my day watching Halloween. You've ruined my childhood. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I've seen it enough. It's, uh, I don't go out of my way to watch it, but I have watched it probably 12 times. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I probably have too. Yeah. We had it on DVD as a kid, and after I snuck Devil's Rejects as a kid. Oh, yeah. When my parents were asleep, Flood I watched. gates were open. I watched Halloween, and I was like, yeah. Wow, that last one was a little better, <laughs> a little different than this one. Right. I worked at the movie theater when, when this Halloween came out, so that was kind of fun. I always liked to see horror movies like twice when I worked at the theater, because I would watch, I was the one that built the prints. Yeah. So I would build it a day early, I would watch it by myself, and then the next day for the premiere, mm-hmm. I would go in... Because I already knew where all the scares were going to happen. Yeah. So I would just watch the audience watch the movie. That's awesome. And that was really fun to do. And that was like the first movie I I did that with. Were there any... Did you ever have any good reactions? Like I what? remember somebody just fucking cackling like a madman during all of the like... Every kill. 
every kill, this guy thought this was the funniest shit that ever happened. In Halloween? Or just, it was yeah, some movie? Yeah, no, in Halloween. Which, like, I get excited and giddy about that shit, but I'm not like, hey, hey, hey you got him this time, Michael. Yeah, I'm not yeah. that kind of guy, but I'm just like, like, like in Barbarian, when What's-His-Face gets his head smashed into that the was wall. Sick, yeah. I was like, I was like, just like doing like Daniel Bryan, like, yes, chance to the sky, to the skies, yeah. to the gods below. I think I audibly <laughs> went, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, that's real fucking cool. You cracked a beer open in yeah. the theater. Yeah, I brought this from home. <laughs> <laughs> I am similar to you. I think this film is very middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, the backstory is extremely unoriginal and paint by numbers for a serial killer story. The middle is nearly a beat for beat remake, which makes it kind of not really necessary. And the end is drawn out. It's chock a block full of zombie shitty dialogue. Yeah, that was a bit of a weak point. The script, I will say it's one of his stronger scripts, but it is still a weak script. It's also diverging from a script. Right. It's it's got a basis, a framework. Yeah. For the positives, though, there's some good compositions in it. We're not just shooting through a bunch of shit. Mm -hmm. Tyler Maine makes for a really imposing, good Michael Myers. I loved him as as Michael Myers. Yeah. He's just, he's huge. He's, he's, he's scary. spooky looking. Yeah, the mask is good. The mask is good. His his mannerisms add since they already removed the mystique. Yeah. His mannerisms add an element of humanity to him that actually makes him more compelling. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's acting through that mask really well. Yeah, he really is. There's a lot of eye work yeah. that he does. And yeah. just uh even the noises he makes. Like you can tell when he's sad and when he's angry yeah. just yeah, I, from body language. For me and lighting. For lighting me helps. He's the best part of the movie, especially that mental asylum sequence when he's an adult. Yeah. And you're getting to see him, like, sort of doing his mask fuck around things. And do his crazy man things. Yeah. I, I think that's probably my favorite part of the movie. Probably the best yeah. part of the movie for me. I agree. Yeah. I would have, I know it would have pissed people off. I would have been happy if we just had that cool fucking pumpkin mask the entire fucking movie. It would have been sick. It right. It would have been a nice callback, too. It would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Scout Taylor Compton, Daniel Harris, Brad Dwarf, and Malcolm McDowell are all welcomed additions to mm-hmm. the franchise, but I feel like the film just doesn't bring anything new to the story and kind of leaves you wondering why it's made. Yeah, that's, I, I even took a note about that. I, like, the childhood section did seem kind of unneeded, and it's, it's not poorly filmed, it's no. not horrible. Like I said, it's middle of the road. It's perfect middle of the road. It's just not yeah. really needed. Uh, yeah, I guess if you've already seen, like, if you if you watched Halloween, like, twice this year already, you're yeah. like, ah, it's the 31st, I should put something on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, no time should it be your first option. No. No. No, absolutely not. I would probably watch Halloween 2, the original, yeah. over this one. Oh, yeah. Um, I would watch... Almost every other Halloween. Even five? Barring five or... Uh, Resurrection? Yeah. Because those yeah. aren't real movies. They aren't. No. Halloween 1 made a boatload of money. $80 million off of a $15 million budget. Uh, so despite the uphill battle that Zombie dealt with, namely with the Weinsteins and their outlandish demands, mm-hmm. after quite a bit of harassment, he reluctantly agreed to make the sequel. So in 2009, we got Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, or as marketing would lead you to believe, H2. Michael! Michael! Michael Myers. I know he's not going to come back just because of some stupid holiday. Are you a giant...
August 28th. Call 911. There's blood everywhere. Rob Zombie completes his extreme vision. Happy Halloween. How do you like two bullets? Of a terrifying legend. What do you want from me? Halloween 2. This film's not yet rated. Halloween 2 is layered upon the image of Michael's white horse thing. It's a symbol of purity, I guess. Mm. So he sees his mother and Lori as pure. So I think by that logic, him killing her will make him pure too, I maybe? Think, I think that's the line of thinking. I don't know. I think <laughs> I think it's in there to give Sherry Moon Zombie a role. Oh, most again. definitely. Yeah, 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 of course. It can, yeah. Because it wouldn't be a Rob Zombie. I don't think he's ever made a movie without her in it. No. And I don't think he ever will. No. Because no, that's two paychecks, baby. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> Double the income. Exactly. However, I think he should branch out maybe try a new female lead yeah maybe throw her in as just like a side character i'm saying maybe one movie maybe without a mute, sherry maybe a mute on. side character that would be, yeah maybe a background character buying a paper or something like make another witchy movie you know like yeah. lords of salem 2 but this time she's just like a old mute yeah <laughs> who doesn't talk but it's still creepy. Yeah, give her a chance to show her chops, you know? Maybe walk around with, like, an evil dog or something. Yeah. I'm pretty much just doing The Beyond now. Yeah, you are. You're, you're getting into The Beyond. <laughs> Which is uh, not a bad movie. And oh. wouldn't be bad for a remake, actually, for somebody like a Rob Zombie. You think so? Uh, yeah, because Lucho Fulci films don't really have a plot. No, they don't. <laughs> As you know from I watching do. movies recently. Yeah, Cat in the Brain kicked ass. Yeah, it's pretty weird. It is. It has like even for a Fulci film, it's fucking bizarre. It has a very odd plot, but I loved it. I mean, it's even weirder because he like basically killed himself pretty soon after that film. He ate the cake, right? He that was ate, him. Yeah, he was a diabetic That's who what I ate thought. an entire chocolate cake in one sitting. I wanted to to mention that, but every time I I looked it up, uh, it was like Fulci died of a hypoglycemic coma from diabetes, and I was like, <sighs> Yeah, from eating an it's entire chocolate cake. It's gotta be him, cake. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. How many men die that way? It's a pretty baller way to go out. If you're going to kill yourself, I'd just eat it. an entire chocolate that cake. That would be incredible. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, yeah. We get the opening scene, which follows the ambulance and the medical staff putting Lori together, essentially. Kind of reminiscent to the exorcist medical scene. Like, it feels painful. Mm -hmm. And then, at some point, the ambulance hits a cow, I guess. Cow! <laughs> yeah. Is that, that's Richard Brake, right? Is. Yeah. yeah. He, cow! And then, like, that cow, when they hit that, yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, the the way the cow it it almost if you're really paying attention to it, it looks like someone went in on the editing software and like highlighted the cow element, yeah, yeah picked yeah. it up and yeah. just <laughs> dragged it off the side. It's like in Flash, just really quick. It's fucking yeah. hilarious, right? Oh yeah, they talk about fucking dead bodies or something for too. way too long. Way too. It long. almost gets too Rob Zombie. I guarantee that that is some Rob Zombie improv right there. Oh, it's, you it know reeks it. of Rob Zombie improv. You know it is. Yeah. Just the way Break delivers the lines there, you can tell. And because Rob Zombie thinks his fucking brand of improv is the funniest shit, he never cuts. Yeah, you just run with it for five oh, yeah. fucking minutes or it's, some shit. It really drags in the part. Yeah. <laughs> So then we're back in the hospital. <laughs> Michael kills a few people. What, Octavia Spencer and Stretch. Caroline Williams is there mm -hmm. from uh, Texas Chainsaw 2. She's the other nurse. Really? Yeah. I didn't even notice. And you kind of get this, like, Halloween 2 original vibes of being stuck in a hospital and running from Michael kind of thing. But whoops, turns out it's a nightmare. Which I think leads to the film's strongest point. Because it's a film about trauma and survivor's guilt and trying to 
to continue your life. Mm -hmm. Something that slasher movies don't ever tackle. Like, Scream 3 kind of touched on it. Yeah. But it wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah. That movie's kind of stinky. Mid, as the kids say. Mid, as the kids say. <laughs> yes. Thoughts on the opening there, though? I, I like the opening. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I do like the dream thing, uh, the dream-esque sequence. I think this is the first time we maybe see Michael's mom in, a, like, the vignette flashback. Yeah, after the cow. Yeah, right after the cow. She's standing in the road. Again, I think it's kind of a reason to give Sherry... I think so, too. Um, I think it would have worked better if she just never spoke, too. I agree. Like, if she just showed up as visions to him, and he had to follow her. She speaks too much. Also, uh, they replaced the kid actor that played Michael. Bit of a jump scare. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That kid was uh, signing autographs when I went to the drive-in two years ago. Oh, yeah? Dag Farage. Not Dag. Not Dag Farage. Halloween 2, baby Michael. Uh, discount Dag Farage. Yeah, discount Dag. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was that? The Georgetown drive-in? They were doing Halloween 1, 4, and 5. Odd. Very weird. Yeah. But it was like a packed fucking house. And they had that kid signing, and uh, they had a replica of uh, the car from the first film. Oh, that's neat. That did like a parade through, that's through cool. the drive-in. That was like... Oh, and they had people dressed as Michael Myers walking through the drive-in that would, like, <gasps> come up to your car. And scare the shit out of <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Immersive. Um, very, actually. 4D <laughs> cinema. 4D's nuts. Ooh. Yeah, right? Got Rob me. Zombie is very much not interested in Michael Myers and clearly wants to tell his own story, uh, but has to inject Michael into this story constantly. Mm-hmm. Or else you wouldn't have a Halloween film. Which I feel pretty good about, because I also don't give a fuck about Michael Myers, because he is just a catalyst for murder. Yeah, he is. I do like him and the concept of him more in Halloween 2. Yeah. Uh, that he's just sort of like this homeless drifter. Mountain um, man. Mountain man, kind of. Mountain man, Again, Michael Myers. he looks great. Yeah. Super imposing. I am almost on the same track as you. I wish this wasn't a Halloween movie. Pretty much isn't. It pretty much isn't, aside from, like, that last bit, the yeah. mask and all yeah. that. If Which this... is the worst part of the film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. If this, if you took the Michael Myers aspect out of this, renamed some characters, shuffled around some personality traits. Maybe... Or just, like, nut up, call it Halloween 2, no Michael Myers. Well, it. at fucking all. It's just the Laurie Strode story. That would be the dream for every Halloween 3 fan. I've got an idea at the end of I'm this. I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> I, I just think it would be a really good movie without Michael Myers. I think it would probably be his right up there with Lords of Salem if it wasn't a Halloween movie. I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's filmed really well, and I really like the way it looks. It's got it's got texture to it. The grain looks beautiful. Yeah. It's got shot comp. It's really good. So when she wakes up, we learn she's living with Annie and Sheriff Brackett. Lori's going to therapy, but isn't really progressing Meanwhile, our good friend Loomis is just just a complete fucking dirtbag. He's written another book, become an egomaniac, and I think Zombie's trying to say something that I kind of wrestle with too, and I'm sure you do as well, about like true crime writers and podcasters profiting off of others' pain. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a slippery slope. It is. Mm-hmm. There's a way there's a nuanced way to do it. Yeah. And and they're and he's not they're doing showing it. Loomis he's not <laughs> exactly. Doing that. Then we see Mountain Man Michael and his ghosts as he kills people. 
Uh, oh, he eats a dog at some point here, too. Yeah, yeah. For quite a minute, too. Like, it lingers on him eating that dog. Yeah, it you really gotta show that to he's know. that he's pure evil. One, I mean, and he's hungry. He is hungry. <laughs> he's hungry. Yeah. And that he's not gonna eat people. He'll kill people 24 by 7. <laughs> But he draws the line at eating he people. Draw, that's that's where it is. Yeah, I would like to see him eat a person. What kind of person? Like a baby? That would be sick. That's like veal. <laughs> <laughs> Human veal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Lori's having these like seizures and visions, which it's like kind of ambiguous whether she has a psychic link with with Michael or not. And the next day, she goes to therapy, has a breakdown, and she's like. Kind of a pill head, self-medicating to dull the pain, drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. Michael pays a visit to the Rabbit and Red Club, and they have a, a Deborah Myers mural, which is very similar in its composition to the Eileen Wernos mural it in is. Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed that too. I thought right? that was really. I thought that was. They did that on purpose. Very unique. Yeah. Uh, then we're at Halloween Day. Loomis's new book is out, and Lori finally finds out that she's Michael's sister, which is a interesting scene. I don't know if Scout Taylor Compton's powerful enough of a performer for it, but like she does it. She gets through it. She does. Yeah, it it is a little goofy. A little it, goofy. it's a little silly. I mean, she does pretty well with what she's given. Yeah. Yeah. She runs away from Annie, goes to her work friend's place she works at like a coffee shop record store or something yeah which looks like a great place i would love to hang out there i'd I'd be chilling there (laughs) um they go to a halloween party um which seems like a bad idea but they're dressed (laughs) as rocky horror characters and that's a great idea but unfortunately michael shows up you know does his thing somehow beats laurie home kills annie and brad dwarf unlike a scout taylor compton fucking sells the shit out of Annie's death. Yes, he does. Because he's Brad fucking Dorf, and he's one of the best living actors. I think there's there's a bit in here where this might be... Actually, this is before. Yeah. Uh, they've already yeah, yeah. discovered... Yeah, I jumped through a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, they've already discovered Annie's uh, body. Yeah. When they first show up and they, they see the destruction in the house... Mm-hmm. And then it starts to piece together yeah. the murder through those quick cuts. I really Really like good that. stuff. I thought that was great. And then... Brad Dorf's uh, selling it was gr- was fucking awesome. Yeah, w- was there like a like a bit of silence? Like yeah. the, the movie goes silent and they follow him through. Pretty sure. Yeah, I thought so because yeah. that was really effective. I thought that was great. Yeah, it's one of the few times where like there's weight. Yes, to a scene in a Rob Zombie movie. Yeah, which uh, he's normally not good at, and uh, this this scene is. There's no levity. There's no humor in these no. last. Those last few. There's scenes. no skull fuckery. No skull fuckery. <laughs> no chicken fucking. Yeah. But now we're near the end. Another chase ensues. Lori's knocked out once again, taken to a Unabomber shack like you do. It's filled with a bunch of dumb white horse imagery bullshit. <laughs> the police track him down. There's a fucking Mexican standoff basically. <laughs> Loomis shows up. Michael takes his mask off. Yells die, which is awful. Yeah. Uh, and his gun down. That's uh, that's cut in the theatrical that's not in the theatrical not in the theatrical that's weird because in in that loomis just goes up to the door and he goes in and then just immediately is thrown through the wall well he comforts he tries to comfort yeah but she's having her like seizure thing yeah um and then michael literally just grabs him slashes his face a bunch oh and then he throws him through the wall 
that's a better version. And then as she <laughs> exits the shack, she yeah. looks over and it, the camera pans to you see Loomis cut up and all fucked up. Yeah. And she cries and walks out. And, and that's it? With the mask on, she falls. Oh. And uh, then you get the mental asylum. That's fucking fascinating. Yeah. Okay. So in this version, Michael's not wearing the mask. Oh, she takes the mask off of him in the theatrical. She yeah. Go, she, yeah. She goes up to his dead body. He's yeah. Dead. No. Takes the mask off, puts it on. Absolutely not. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I didn't yeah. know these versions were too different. Yeah. Loomis shows up, does that thing, talks. He gets thrown through the wall of the shack. So mm-hmm. we're out in the field where all the police are. Yeah, that doesn't happen at all. Yeah. And then Michael yells, die! And then just like stabs Loomis, killing him. Is gunned down by the police. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so... <laughs> All right. So... No, there's more. Hold on. Okay, Because it gets dumber. Um, <laughs> then Lori goes and grabs the knife, because uh-huh. she's going to stab Michael's dead body, and then a cop shoots her dead. No. <laughs> that is not how... Is it a dream? No. No. <laughs> Okay, so so no, the the cops are all lined up outside in my version. Oh, and, and then Nazareth plays again. Nazareth plays again. <laughs> no, it does. Is it's, it Love Hurts? Uh, it's a cover of oh, Nazareth's cover God. of Love Hurts. That's that might be the worst ending ever. Yeah, maybe that's why that this movie gets a lot of flack. That might be it because that's a horrible. Because ending. my ending's garbage. My ending, the theatrical that I just watched on streaming. Yeah, the cops have them cornered in that shack. There's snipers set up, like hunting rifle snipers yeah, yeah, yeah. set up around. Hillbilly snipers. Hillbilly snipers. <laughs> and they're trying to get a shot on Michael. They can't get a shot. So Loomis shows up and he says, I can help. Hold and on. <clears throat> I can help. Exactly. <laughs> and and uh, Brad Dorf threatens to kill him. I don't know if that was in your version. He, he gets him by the oh. collar and he pulls a gun out and he says, I want to kill you so bad. Oh, yes. That shit. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part does. He says, and then get he the fuck out of here. breaks through the line. And, in and the goes background. into the shack. Yeah. I don't know if there was a real yeah, shot. Him yeah, he just like creeps <laughs> through the back. <laughs> so he goes up to the shack. Michael, if I remember right, no, he just walks in. He opens the door. Oh, hello, Michael. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, Michael's standing there. She, uh, Scout Taylor Compton. Yeah, just writhing a seizure. Up, just, yeah. And uh, he's like, Lori, there's no one there. That's not bad. Thank you. You're doing okay too. Thank man. you. I'm getting there. Yeah. They do that big. She freaks out and screams. Um, Michael grabs Loomis, slashes him up, stabs him. The cops get a shot on Michael, and they shoot him in the head. He falls back. Yeah. And he falls into, like, a a wall of metal spikes. What? And he's like... Well, that's pretty stupid, but way better than this and than my ending. I'm not done. Okay. He's stuck, and he's like, he's dying. That's when we get the pan shot of Loomis cut up. Yeah. She walks over, and she kneels down in front of Michael... Oh, and then you get, like, a little psychic link kind of thing. A bit of a psychic link. She, like, acknowledges, maybe half acknowledges their mom. Sure. Standing there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because this whole time there's been a ghost. Yeah, there's a a horse and shit standing there. He he still has a knife in his hand. Yeah. He pulls it up to stab her. Oh. Drops it. Yeah, because he's weak. He's a weak, 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 weak man. She picks the knife up. And we get some good old-fashioned Rob Zombie stabs. She stabs him like 30 stab, times. Stab, stab, Then we cut to the field from Brad Dorf's point of view. Oh. 
And she comes out with the knife in hand with and the mask, mask on. Mm. And then she falls to her knees. Which is basically the ending of Halloween 4. Yeah. With Daniel Harris. Did, I don't know if you're going to mention it or if we've covered it. Was the uh, Asylum bit at the end in I your don't version? I not think so. In my version, yeah. it doesn't end there. It cuts to a long tracking hallway shot. And we move forward and it's Lori on a bed. Mm. And that's crazy. And that is crazy. These two films diverge so much. She looks up, which also kind of proves that Rob Zombie still doesn't know how to end a fucking movie. No, that's absolutely. <laughs> true. She looks up and she sees Sherry Moon and uh, new ugly Michael Kidd actor. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hey, he's working with what he's got. Oh yeah, he's he's, he's fine. I'm sure he's beautiful now. Yeah, he's great. Uh, Good she, kid. <laughs> she goes. It's time to join us or whatever. Like some Fuck, weird does shit. Does that happen? Because that sounds familiar. And then. The final shot of the movie is Laurie mm. smiling, giving a Kubrick stare into the camera with a with a pinch of an Anthony Perkins and yeah, Psycho yeah. kind of thing, yeah. like a weird lip thing. Yeah. Right. I like my ending better. Your ending is way better. I need to some. I need to find a Blu-ray copy of that version. I don't even honestly. It was just on like AMC Plus. Yeah, because that is not what's in my box set. I have no idea if that's the theatrical or the unrated. Mine's or, the unrated, so mine has to be the theatrical, yeah, which is better. Yeah, that was that's that crazy. Rough, dude. <laughs> um, that's bad. I think this film in particular would have benefited, as we were saying before. I think it would have benefited if it was a copycat killer. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think it would have been cool. I think if you would have had Michael dead and she's just kind of living with, you know, looking over her shoulder 24-7 and, like, the trauma and the the impact of that, but had, like, a Loomis-obsessed copycat killer coming into the story, dressing as Michael and doing all that shit, it would have benefited. Did your version... People would have still hated it because of that. Because it's not their Michael. Yeah. Although Michael is not a thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> no. he's a person who doesn't talk. He's a catalyst for murder. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Did, uh, did your version have that bookshop scene? Where yes. He signed? Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. just making sure. Yeah. Which, like, kind of is what, like, planted that in my mind. Right. Of, like, what if that dude earlier who was like oh it's really cool yeah like what if you had one of those guys who was just like going through the motions of finishing i read story that for michael i read that bit of dialogue almost as like an acknowledgement to the people who think that michael is the main character yeah and, and i thought that was i liked that i liked that yeah i did too it was one of my favorite loomis parts because i think loomis is just a giant cocksucker in oh this movie. he's so good in it yeah he's great <laughs> um but like that would have been a great way to like diverge those two stories together better. Yeah. Because he kind of just shows up in the A-plot out of nowhere and is like, I want to help. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, why? What are you... Who are you? Where were you this whole time? Where... Is he even close to Haddonfield? I don't know. (laughs) He just appears. I don't know. But that's what it could have been. Like, another rewrite, you know, you have a copycat killer, you have Loomis premiering his book in Haddonfield. Yeah. But like, spectacle like make it big because that's the person he is now he's going on tv he wants this to be a fucking carnival act exactly you know and then everything diverges with laurie's plot folding into that shit yeah yeah i i came to appreciate loomis's angle more oh i hated it i hated it the first like two times i saw this movie i wasn't a huge fan of it at when i wrapped it uh this last time we watched it but now that we've talked about it more it kind of puts it more into perspective it's not my favorite part of the movie. No, but it 
does make sense with where his character was in the first film. Right. And, it, and I think the reason I didn't like it in this movie is because I think he should have just stayed dead. Oh, yeah. Because he... Yeah, absolutely. He pretty clearly gets his head crushed. Yeah. I mean, that's an easy one to write out. It is. It is. You yeah. know, as opposed to being shot point blank in the face by a fucking revolver. Yeah. <laughs> to which, Fair. I don't know if you heard this, but there was uh, an interview that I, that I, I watched or something where... Someone asked, like, how does Michael return in, in Halloween 2? To which Rob Zombie's response was, I don't know, maybe she's a bad shot. <laughs> that's it. That's that's your fucking, that's how you're going to write your story. That's Rob Zombie trademark right there. That's that's the writing. It's so bad. He, writing is not his strong suit. No. I would like to see him direct a movie not written by him. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Just to see. I just just one dart I mean, at the wall. Not to put the two in the same in the same breath, but I mean Tarantino did that with Jackie Brown, and it's one of his best movies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it just it just got a Blu-ray re-release finally over oh. here. There's like no extras on it. Yeah, it's pretty bare bones. Yeah. Great fucking movie. How did you feel similar similar question going in and this time? Going What's your in, take? What's your review? I'd seen this movie twice. I think I'd seen it maybe three or four times. Yeah. Um, didn't like it the first time I saw it. Yeah, same. Liked it the second time I saw it. Same. And I, I couldn't tell you if I saw the theatrical or the uncut. Right, right, right. Rated either time. This time, I like it a lot. I bumped mine from a two to like a four. I ended on three and a half for this one. Yeah. I was really judging, like pushing, giving it a four. Yeah. I think the Sherry Moon stuff does hold it back. Agreed. I think for yeah. me that that does take away enough from the movie to muddle my enjoyment. But does go to say that it gets better every time you watch it. Yeah, yeah, it you absolutely know? does. I I I think it's a perfectly servable serviceable Halloween movie. If you were to say I'm going to throw this on like at the end of the month, I'd be like it's, it's not the worst choice. No, people hate this fucking movie. It's one of the best in the series if you ask me. It is. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But that's because we look at it from the perspective that Michael Myers isn't the most compelling part of any Halloween film. Yeah, and it and it works too because they they make all the other characters more compelling in this. Yeah. But Michael is still sort of mysterious and interesting in this movie. He Yeah. People hate that he's not wearing the mask through most of the I love film. that. I'm fine with it. I think it's great. I and think you, they should have kept him more in shadow. There are a lot of scenes where he's a bit too like, like I shouldn't be seeing his, his face. face. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe, like, dirty him up a little bit so I can't yeah. really make out the features. I love that in this movie, he <clears throat> takes a bit more of the shape on. Yeah. The shape persona, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, there's a scene, I think when he kills the sheriff outside of Annie's house, there's a scene where we see the sheriff just walking around the yard and Michael just appears from behind a tree. Yeah. And it plays that, like, whoosh, breath of air. Yeah. I thought that it's was good great. shit. I thought that was a great shot. Uh, you don't you don't really see much of Michael being the shape, right? Uh, in these newer movies, I mean, you get some callbacks and stuff, but I feel like in the first the first one at least, uh, the original Halloween, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's more of an those like of, sting shots of him, the bing, yeah, of him like walking out from behind a tree or something, yeah, exactly, yeah, like, or like into frame, almost like a cartoon character that hides behind a light pole, yeah, 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 just, like a big fat guy <laughs> right. behind a light pole. <laughs> yes, I love. A majority of the aspects of this film. I love all the trauma and like Lori's story is like really fucking solid. It is. I could have had just a two hour film about all of that. I was more interested in that than I was the rest of the, yeah, the movie. All the like Michael White Horse shit is like completely boring mm -hmm. and 
doesn't need to exist at all. Uh, him walking through fields for hours on end is pretty boring. There was a good aspect <laughs> of that, yeah, of him just trudging through cornfields and shit. Yeah. And, you know, the cardinal sins of making Michael talk, which you didn't get. I didn't get. And showing his face a lot, I don't really care about. And he doesn't care about either, so I, you know, I shouldn't care about Michael. But what I've come to appreciate with with Rob Zombie that I've I've learned watching Halloween 2 is that he is willing to cast people with weird faces, which is shit we don't do anymore. No. We did it in the 70s. Like, in the 70s, you'd be like, that's a weird fucking guy. We're going to put him in seven movies. <laughs> I don't think Richard Brake would have a career without Rob Zombie. He's... Or at the very least, he would be relegated to pretty much what he is in Barbarian, which is like smaller part, yeah. barely in it. Uh, no disrespect. He's amazing. He's no amazing. disrespect to Mr. Brake. No. he is amazing. He's the standout in almost every single Rob Zombie film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a weird looking fella. He is a skeevy looking guy. He really is. (laughs) And he's wonderful. He's great. Yeah. I mean, he's by far and away the best part of 31. The only good part of 31, dare I say. Well, I don't know the sex clown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I did like that little Nazi. Yeah. The little Nazi was kind of funny. All right. Now we're on to some stuff. (laughs) Dare I say is 31 ranking higher than I thought it would? Stay tuned. Interesting. On to our last film, Rob Zombie trades out the blood for neon in his uh, Monsters film from 2022, his most recent. Rob Zombie, the director of House of a Thousand Corpses, Halloween, and the Devil's Rejects brings you the greatest love story ever told. Oh, I, I don't like the sound of that. Think of it. The brain of a super genius transplanted into the body of a perfect physical specimen. (laughs) I want a man that makes my blood run cold. A man that every time he enters my crypt, it's like a stake through my dead black heart. I can whip you up a humpy down in the lamb. Oh no, remember what happened last time? He was battered. I'm gonna go. Okay. I'm looking for a vision. A queen. True love. And what exactly do you want? Is Herman Munster in there? Uh-huh. I knew the moment I laid eyes on you that you were special. I understand if you don't feel the same. I'm just a regular gal living a boring, normal life. If there's one thing I know, is that the rest of the world melted away as soon as you appeared in my life. It seems Miss Lily is truly in love. Oh, come on, you know and I know that we gotta get rid of that bozo Herman Munster. And the last one we're talking about, which is very exciting because I'm tired of him. I'm ready to <laughs> branch out. I've got a lot more movies to watch. This yeah, time, there's so. there's been there's been some times where I've brought this up to to people and uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, I am watching all the Rob Zombie films for the podcast. And they're like, oh, how's that? And I'm like, I'm ready to watch real movies again. <laughs> Cannot wait to watch a real fucking movie with like coverage 
and crane shots boy is that exciting oh man. <laughs> um, this was my first time seeing this mine too okay i was interested to see what he does with like a family-friendly property mm-hmm. and right out the gate i think we get some really good establishing shots of the graveyard richard breaks grave robber character with uh hugo from lost yeah hurley that's it <laughs> <laughs> hurley not hugo color and the lighting is superb and we're introduced to Grandpa Munster. He's like a 300-year-old vampire played expertly by Daniel Roebuck. Um, the makeup effects for Grandpa Munster look really phenomenal. Good. Yeah. He he is incredible as, really is. as Grandpa Munster. Yeah. Like, I can't picture anyone else in today's climate playing him. No, and he pretty much plays him exactly like the original yeah. does. He's been trying to find a suitor for his daughter, uh, Lily, played actually well by... Cherry Moon. Yeah, she's played well, but I think at times she she really hams it up and it cuts even through all the already present camp. Sure. And, and sure. like she's a she's real hammy. Yeah. 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 I, We're I, wading through the river of ham here. Oh yeah. <laughs> we are I, I don't think it's better than the original. We are at least knees deep in a river of ham. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> I, we're only gonna get ham here. Yeah, yeah. Waist high? Mm, Waist high ham. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> She she ends up going on a on a date with like a Nosferatu guy, but it doesn't pan out because he talks too much about his rats and uh, disco and he disco dances. He's a Lego vampire, I think, is the song that plays in the background when he dances. A disco vampire? No, disco vampire. Later, there's a Lego song. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah, that's Richard Brake. Yeah, I thought it was. As the, you could tell the Nosferatu as well. Weird fucking chin. Anyway, God, he's wonderful. Yeah. His Nosferatu guys. He kicks hilarious. Count Orlock. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was so cool. Augustus is his grave robber character's name. Okay, and uh, uh, Hurley, as we'll just call him, uh, <laughs> steal a brain to build a man. But just like in Young Frankenstein, he steals the wrong brain, and they basically build a giant doofus, which ends up being Herman Munster, like the cheese, like the Munster, like the cheese. <laughs> yes. No, like the cheese. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. The scene really kind of shows off the budget. Like, there's some bad CGI there lightning is, effects. There is, but if and I'm I'm lending a lot of credence here to Rob <laughs> sure, Zombie. Sure, he is a giant fan of the monsters. Huge. He's been trying to make this movie for like 20 goddamn years. Yeah, very true. And uh, I think the low budget and the bad CGI add to it. Adds to the campiness. The campiness, I think it's like a perfect uh, a shift from the 60s into now. Sure. Like if you were to pick that show up yeah. and drop it right now yeah. as it was, it would look like that. So I'm, I'm guessing you kind of liked this movie. I loved this movie. Awesome. Me too. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I, I didn't rate it on Letterboxd specifically so we could, ah, we could go into this blind. Ah, I awesome. loved it. I think it might be four stars. Yeah, I think it's up there. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was really good. It exceeded my expectations. Same. I think it's got some problems, like every Rob Zombie yeah, does. Yeah, it's not perfect. So, like, the next day on uh, Good Morning Transylvania, uh, Herman is unveiled and Lily falls deeply in love with him first sight. He's a big, dumb stand-up comedian. Jeff Daniel Phillips is fucking having a blast with the part. He kicks ass. Just really leaning into the... He's He is swimming in a river of ham. He is, yeah. <laughs> he is ham salad. And then, I guess Hurley is like, you could be a star. And then we jump cut to Herman in a punk band. Lily introduces herself to him after a show. They have a date. Grandpa isn't having any of it. I mean, I guess he's not grandpa yet because there's no kid. Yeah. But he's Grandpa Monster. 
Yeah. Quit, quit being an asshole. He's the count, actually. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get a Sonny and Cher montage as we see them go on more dates. And, uh, oh, we get to see our old friend Uncle Gilbert, which is a very obscure Monsters character. That is a very out there reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I've not seen a ton of Monsters. I've either, seen, like, yeah. a handful of episodes. I like, was- Zombo? Yeah. I didn't know that that was a character from the show. I knew Zombo. Yeah. I knew Zombo. My my grandpa was a big Monsters fan. So yeah. I was it. more of an Adams Family guy. Me too, as a kid. Yeah. Um, also, that Sonny and Cher cover yeah. really lends credence to my theory that Sonny Bono sucked. <laughs> He's great in Troll. Is he? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen Troll. you never seen the first Troll? No, I don't think Just I Troll 2? Just Troll 2 is I've the seen, superior Troll. I've seen Troll 2. Of course. They're going to eat her. And then they're going to eat me. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, you know, Sonny is dead. You know, he ran into a tree, so. His greatest enemy. Yeah, I guess so. Quick moving tree. Yeah. Fucker will sneak right up on you, man. (laughs) Fucker came out of nowhere. Um, So Grandpa puts together a husband spell to get rid of Herman, but he accidentally makes a tap dancing monkey. At the (laughs) wedding. Yeah, you just brush over that. Yeah, I'm just picturing him. Yeah, just doing his thing. At the wedding, Lester, Lily's brother, who's kind of, like, been weaving in and out of the story as just, like, kind of just a that family member that you have that's never done anything right and is always trying to find a get-rich-quick scheme. He's that guy, but he's a werewolf. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So at the wedding, Lester brokers a deal for the castle. Herman signs it because he's an idiot. Lester's debtors screw him over. And uh, Herman's too stupid to know how... He screwed up. So the couple go on a honeymoon to Paris, and then you get some some classic Munsters fish out of water hijinks of mm-hmm. them like going to to a restaurant and everybody's screaming and running away. Daniel Roebuck is in that scene. Oh yeah, he's one of the guys at the table with the paper. Daniel Roebuck's in like five. Scenes. He's in several. Of he's these. one of the newscasters. Yeah, I was trying to pick him out every time I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> D. Wallace is one of the voices in the news. Yeah, the news casting. Uh, someone's the voice of the cuckoo clock. Oh, and I can't remember who it was, but I recognized it when I heard yeah. it. Yeah, uh, Butch Patrick is the robot. Really? Yeah, the Tin Man King. I like the Tin Man. Who I'm, marries I'm a big the robot two of them? Guy. Yeah. I know you are a big robot yeah, I'm a big guy. Robot guy. <laughs> so after their hijinks, they oh well during during their their honeymoon actually, uh, they wander in the sewers and find their 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 pet their monster friend Spot. I think is his name. Yeah. Back home, Grandpa gets evicted, and Herman plans to move the family to California. The plot on this just fucking flies. Oh, it's lightning fast. It's an hour 49, which is a little too long. It is long, but it does not feel like it. Because I kind of think that once we get to California, you could just smash cut to them getting in the house. And that is Yeah, there is a bit too much in California. We get some overreaching ending, buying the house, going to a Halloween party, seeing a town full of suburban families, and that's it's like 20 fucking minutes. Yeah. You could have cut that shit out. You could have cut to him being like, you could have done all the Elvira shit of him buying the house. Yeah. Don't need the Halloween party scene at all. I think the only reason that was there was specifically to get him a job, to give him the job he had in the show. Yes. You could have easily just done, they get the house, they move in next day. Someone knocks on the door, gives him the paper. And then he's like, Oh, it's a funny costume you're wearing or something. Yeah. And then they're like, and then he sees the rest of the town. Oh, that's the suburbs. Everybody looks like this. And then close the door, and then he reads the paper, and you get the job that way or some shit. That that was one of the weird little plot holes I picked up on this movie, because they go to Paris. Yeah. And they see people. Yeah, right? And yeah. they all run scared from them. Yeah. But then they go to California, and they see the same people. What this movie is implying... <laughs> 
is yes. that the French are adjacent to monsters. And Which I is agree. not wrong. I agree. <laughs> I think the line of thinking here is completely correct. Did you just talk yourself into thinking that this pothole was actually a good thing? No, it's, I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's perfect. I mean, just the French, just a bunch of Gilmans running around. Yeah, and, I'm into that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much it for the story. It's, it's quick. It's fast. Yeah. It's hard to talk about comedies on this podcast. It is. It it's is. very situational. There's some real hammy jokes that, that Herman's telling, which are wonderful, and they, I loved all of them. They're so good. Everybody's good in it. Honestly, yeah. Everybody's I good. wanted. I legit wanted to hate this film. So did I. Going into it, I was like, I fuck, I really don't want to I put it, it off for a year thinking that I was going to hate this film. I put it off until you texted me yeah. last night. I was like 10 minutes in when you texted me. <laughs> I, was like, I really did not want to watch it. Yeah, same. Let's move to the top of the pile for, oh, for Rob Zombie's films. Everyone's wading through a river of ham, and I'm loving all of it. I loved every second of it. Does kind of break the monster's mold by moving them from the suburbs into a monster-filled Transylvania, which I think kind of sucks. In the sense of, like, if the whole conceit is the suburbs are afraid of these people because they're monsters, yeah. then wouldn't you already know that there's a whole fucking country of monsters? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the plot holes. I think you lose something by not having that, like, freaks on parade kind of storytelling that the monsters have. Yeah. But it looked nice. All the Good. Transylvania stuff was fun to see. All the other monsters were cool to see. I love that there were just there were little CGI cartoon rats running everywhere. Yeah, I thought that was cool. <laughs> um, I, like, I even like the goofy little like CGI bats that fly yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, they're fine. They're cheesy. They yeah. look great. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it was really good. And I think part of the reason I enjoyed it is because it reminded me a lot of being a little kid. Yes. And you would see like Halloween Town on TV. Yeah. And it has Well, like, I didn't. I well, never no. I've never seen Halloween Town. Really? Yeah. I'm it's so like a Disney Channel original movie, and then you have like a theatrical movie up here, right? At yeah. the top. Yeah. This one this the monsters floats like right, in, right the in the middle. It's like a step <laughs> above a Disney Channel movie in the best way. Sure. It yeah. feels it feels like this nice little warm, fun Halloween movie that like if I had kids, I would yeah. be like perfectly fine with them watching this every Halloween. There are some like yeah. weird adult jokes in there, but it's probably nothing that I wouldn't have seen as a kid in it's movies. It's good for the kids. Yeah. Play ghoul, that joke was incredible. Oh, yeah, that is good. Look at this neck. It's all natural. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. I'll watch it again. I'm going to buy oh, it on Blu-ray. I have the Blu-ray, and I'm happy I do. I'm Go get a used copy. That's They're what I'm like going to do. Five bucks. That's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm absolutely going to pick it up. You want to do a little quick kind of ranking, or at the very least, oh, kind of what are I, the highlights, what are the lowlights? I got my list. I didn't write anything down. I just got I just the, I just did a list. Yeah, I just got them all here. Uh, you first. Okay. Ooh, the one who didn't write a list, you're sending in first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, top of the pile, Lords of Salem. Mm -hmm. Second, probably Halloween 2, Munsters, Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses, <sighs> 3 from Hell 31. Really? They're both very, very bad. <laughs> Alright, so mine, from top to bottom, we got Lords of Salem. At least 3 one. from Hell had luchadors in it. It did. That's It is slightly redeemed. But I would rather watch a luchador than a clown. I'd rather see the midget Nazi yeah, than the sexy see, clown. Yeah, you know, we're splitting hairs. <laughs> <laughs> so, number one, yeah. I've got Lords of Salem. Number two, the monsters. Okay. I loved it. Yeah, it's great. 
Three, Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Might be some rose tinted in it's there. It's an oldie, but a goodie. Yeah. Four, Halloween 2. Yeah. Five, House of a Thousand Corpses. Race to the bottom. Right. <laughs> Here we go. Six, Halloween. Oh, yeah. Did I even say Halloween no, you online? Didn't. It's pretty low. Yeah. I mean, I, and it's, it's not probably low. right where yours is, actually. It's not low because it's bad, per yeah, it's se. Just, it's just inoffensive. Yeah. And then seven and eight, probably interchangeable. Seven for me, 31. Yeah. I'd rather watch it than three from hell. Yeah. Three from hell's at the bottom. I, I think that might be one of the worst movies I've ever actually sat through. It's definitely one of the worst films that I've ever done for this podcast. I agree. And I've and done and some you've done cool world. That is true. I did do cool world. <laughs> <laughs> now, now 31, I think like as a film, what had enough cinematically had enough redeeming qualities. Sure. It has zero coverage, zero coverage and very bad CGI blood. Horrible CGI blood. <laughs> But, there, but that entire monologue... At but it does have Richard Brake doing his thing. That monologue at the yeah. beginning and yeah. everything with him at the end yeah. makes that movie light years ahead of Three From Hell. That is fair. To me. I think Three From Hell might go down as one of those like like party movies. Like, it's so bad, but it'll be fun to like riff on, like Mystery Science Theater style, you know? You know, I could see that if it weren't just so God damn boring. I don't know, man. There's that one scene where Bill Mosley's like looking for people out in out in the middle of nowhere and he's just walking with holding an M16 like he looks like he's looking for his car keys. That is funny. <laughs> that, that is some hilarious shit. It does heat up in that last act. <laughs> like when they go to Mexico and there's like the big shootout. Yeah. And, like, uh, he, yeah. Like lights that guy up in the car. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, if Desperado could have been on more of a budget. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty apt, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. It just sucked. I just fucking hated it. How do you feel now that we're done talking about Rob Zombie? Well, you know, I thought when Are I Are you a better this, man after... <laughs> I think I'm a... You're definitely you know, a changed I've man. I've taken a shower after every time we've had a podcast. <laughs> uh, it's, uh... You know, I thought I would, like, take a good hiatus from watching Rob Zombie movies after yeah, this. Yeah, I kind of want to watch The Monsters again. <laughs> Sure. I actually really liked it, and I'm glad I get came Get the Blu-ray, watch it with commentary. I'm going to. And yeah. then I, I need to pick up Wards of Salem, too. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad I came out of this with two movies with that I found a greater appreciation for. I came I came out with three movies that I had a, a pretty good appreciation for. Yeah, I mean... Halloween 2 is only getting better every time I see it. Halloween 2 would have taken the third spot on mine. If it weren't for Monsters. No, if it weren't for Devil's Rejects. Oh, Because I just gotcha. had such, yeah. such a, an yeah. attachment to right. it. Yeah, I have none of that attachment to that Yeah, film. I know. The Halloween 2, I think, is probably a better made movie than Devil's Rejects. Because these sure. rankings are purely just my enjoyment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. As, as they always should be. Yeah. I think it is unjustly hated. Absolutely. I think there's some bad shit in it, namely the third act of, of that film. Mm -hmm. But I think Halloween 2 is pretty good. I'd put it in the top five of the Halloween series. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's it, I it's really near there. liked it. It's at least because I'm not factoring in the brand new ones past three. I think it's up 2018 there. Halloween actually gets worse the more I watch it. I've only seen it once. Yeah, uh, in theaters. Like once my brain was like like unlocked the oh we're just remaking Carpenters but doing a role reversal. Yeah. Where now Laurie is stalking Michael. I'm like, this is fucking boring. I liked the second one. I know a lot of people didn't. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. There were there was a really good shot in that of the the fireman where he kills all the firemen in that movie. Oh yeah, the opening of that is That's like superb. Some of the best stuff right? in the series is that opening. I mean, you know me. I'm a I'm an I'm an ins boy through and through. Oh, I know. I know you are. <laughs> uh, that's on the docket. I need to go home and watch it. I'm gonna compare it. I think I feel 
very highly about that film, it's, and most people hate it with a passion. I heard horrible things. Uh, one of our former co-workers yeah. uh, told me that it was one of the worst movies he's seen. One of the kids at work said it was a stupid and confusing movie. Yeah, people don't know how to read film. No. So, <laughs> I'm interested. You still haven't seen it? No, I have your copy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I knew that. Yeah. Um, I need to watch it in Funhouse. I did watch They Live. Fuck yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, it's great. I can't believe I'd never seen it all the way through. Yeah, that's very bizarre. I mean, it'll be after Halloween, mm-hmm. but uh, we, sh- we should have a Halloween ends talk at some point. Okay. I'm down. Even if it's just like a 30 minute, like, like you coming in here and like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why do you like this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, throw me on the dock at any time you're free. You know? Right? I'm down. Yeah. I mean, if you're listening to this, it's, it's Halloween day. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Have a good Halloween. I'm still living in a car at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm handing out candy right now, probably. With the hand? With the hand. Scaring all the kids. Fucking should. And then I'm going to go to a Halloween party at friend of the show Ryan's house. Nice. So that's just you and him? Uh, yeah. (laughs) Mostly. Me and him. Yeah. Some candles, bubble bath. I had a, I had a candle going. I know, it was beautiful. Yeah. It got a little messy out of It set the mood. Yeah, it did. So I guess that's it. You know, tell the people about the rat bot. Yeah, uh, find me on the socials at Instagram. I'm at under, or rat underscore bot. Yeah. Twitter, I'm, you can find me by rat bot, but my name's Steady Chieftain. Letterbox. Rat Rat bot. Yeah. Uh, Great follow. You got some good writings on there. I, I like to, you know, every now and then I, I feel like I'm too serious with my reviews, so I like to break it up with some Yeah, I get a little fun with them sometimes. Yeah, I I like to, especially if the movie's goofy. (laughs) Did you, did you see my review of uh, Inferno? No. <laughs> yeah, I watched that the other day, and my review was, because uh, it takes place in New York, Yeah, and it's the sequel to Suspiria. Okay, you know what? I did see your review. Yeah, my review was like, this guy's getting eaten by a bunch of rats, and a guy comes up and stabs him in the throat so he would shut up. That's New York for you. <laughs> That's an Italian's thought on what New York is like. I have New York Ripper on the docket. Oh, I've for got this that month. over there. I've never seen it. I bought the Blu-ray when we went to Terror, Oh yeah, or, uh, yeah, Grindhouse. Yeah, yeah. Very excited for that. I just watched my Tammy and the T-Rex Did that you? I got at Grindhouse. How yeah. was that? It's great. God, that movie's crazy. <laughs> Last night, my, I was cutting stencils, and Michael was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go to bed, and then I put on Tammy and the T-Rex, and he stayed for the entire fucking <laughs> film, because he could not take his eyes off of it. <laughs> I saw that movie once or twice as a kid. My mom's a Whoopi fan. No, no, no. You're thinking no. of a different thing. You're what thinking of Theodore Rex. You're, uh, you're right. I am Tammy and the Theodore T-Rex Rex. is Denise Richards. Yeah, okay. I knew that. And her boyfriend, Paul Walker, whose brain gets put into an animatronic T-Rex dinosaur. That sounds awesome. You've never seen it? I have not. It's great. I know of it. Yeah. But you need no, to take I that with Theodore you, too? Rex. I, nah. <laughs> All right. You bring back the two. I'm, we'll, yeah. We'll hook uh, you up with We'll Tammy do the library system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, Theodore Rex, though. Yeah. Terrible movie, but I've seen it several times. I think I've only seen it once. Really? Yeah. My mom's a Whoopi Goldberg fan. I so. could see it. I've seen Sister Act. <laughs> Ghost. So many times. I've seen Ghost a lot. We got on a sidetrack there. Yeah, we did. Follow the show on Instagram at Electric Monster Pod. Next month, I don't know what, what the... I would like to give you a teaser for what the M3 with E5 is, but I don't know what he's doing Ooh, for the next episode. That's teaser enough. Friend of the uh, pod, uh, Ross, is going to come on and we're going to talk Critters at some point. I'm excited for that. In uh, November. That's kind of all I got on the docket right now. You can follow me on Instagram at AerosolPro. Apologies. 
for all of the vacation photos that I've posted this month. Because I am just living in a van traveling for two weeks. You know, you're doing a good job, Princess. I think I'm so. I'm proud of you. I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I got to show you the setup. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. We're done. Woo! So glad to be done with Rob Zombie. Oh, me too. 